Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's podcast, how to end an affair, what to do if your boyfriend is too nice, feeling overlooked at work, and what to do when a friend blanks you. Our first question. Dear Viv, I'm in a total mess. My daughter started school last year and about six months in, I started spending lots of time with another dad and things have kind of got out of hand. I can't even bring myself to write the word affair, but I guess that is what has happened. This man is completely my type, looks wise, and I'm so attracted to him. I know he's not the love of my life. He's a bit immature and wouldn't fit in with my circle of friends and I don't want to leave my husband for him but I can't stop myself living in this exciting little bubble. I feel like a total cliché. Bored stay-at-home mum is bowled over by someone flirting with her, but I can't help it. Now my husband has found out and doesn't want us to split up, and I've got to somehow stop this whole mess and carry on having to see this man in the playground every week. I just wish I could run away. Help. Oh dear. As you know, this is like a bad ITV1 drama. I don't even need to tell you that. But maybe what I do need to tell you is that you need to wake up and stop pretending that nothing has to change. You've said it all yourself here. I know he's not the love of my life. He's immature. He wouldn't fit in with my circle of friends. Why are you even thinking that your circle of friends would stay the same if you broke up your life like this? You've said it yourself again. I don't want to leave my husband for him. You've said it all yourself. All the clues are here. I've got to somehow stop this whole mess. Yes, you have. You're very lucky, though, because you've been given a second chance. Your husband says he doesn't want you to split up. You know what you need to do already. Stop seeing this man. Even if you do have to see him in the playground, just don't talk to him. Wear very dark sunglasses if you have to in order to avoid eye contact with him, for goodness sake. You need to set this affair, and yes, it is an affair, to one side, put it behind you and reconnect with your husband. Only then can you know if you want to stay with your husband. And at some point, you are going to have to figure out why you had this affair in the first place. Is it because you actually don't want to be in your marriage? Or is it because you were a bit bored and insecure and you did something a bit stupid? 
Only by not seeing this man and spending some time talking to your husband can you figure out the answers to these questions. You say you wish you could run away. I bet you do. But you know you can't because of your daughter. And you also owe it to your husband to give him a second chance. We all do stupid things and we all behave like a cliche sometimes. And God knows we all get bored and go a bit mental in all sorts of different ways. You are not a bad person, but you have done something wrong and you need to put it right. You don't need me to tell you this because you said it all yourself in your letter. Now just go and do it. By the way, you need to be absolutely categorical with this man. You are never going to speak to him ever again. You are not going to be friends. You are not going to have anything to do with each other. Don't speak to him. Don't text him. Don't phone him. Get a new phone so that he can't phone you. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Get someone else to do the school run for a while if you can. Be absolutely rigid with this because he probably doesn't want the exciting little bubble to burst either and he may do anything within his power to keep you in it. But it has burst now and you have to face reality before it's too late and you lose everything. I think you can change things and end the mess because you've written in. Now you just need to prove it to yourself. Our next question. Dear Viv, out of the two of us, My boyfriend is definitely the nice one. He'll write the thank you card, he'll remember to phone his nan on a Sunday night, and he'll set reminders on his phone to remind me of my own dental appointments. However, there is a flip side to all this. I worry that he's a bit too much of a people pleaser. He gets taken advantage of in work regularly and always seems to be the one picking up the slack on a Friday night while we have dinner plans. Cough and is routinely screwed over by friends that he doesn't even seem to truly like but is fiercely loyal to. Whenever I try to tell him that this Mr Nice stuff could ultimately be a danger to him, he gets incredibly defensive and I come off like a heartless bitch. Which, all right, I may be a bit, but come on. How can I get through to him without sounding like Cruella de Vil? Oh, Cruella, what a fascinating conundrum. He does sound like a rather lovely man, though. Well done for snagging him. I wonder then why you care. Is it because of the way he is and that you don't like something about it? Or is it that you're worried about yourself and how you come across? You don't give any extreme examples of his nice behaviour actually causing problems. In fact, it sounds the opposite. He smooths over all the problems, forgives people easily. He makes sure you go to the dentist. He is some people's dream boyfriend. In fact, I may ask you to send in his phone number in case my life circumstances change. The one alarm bell you do ring is this Friday night thing. So you're worried he's a doormat at work. He regularly stays late and this means you don't get your night out. The consequence of this is that whenever he says yes to working late, he's basically saying no to your dates. That is what this is really about, isn't it? You're not worried that he's too nice. You're worried that in being too nice, he sometimes puts you second. Am I right? I agree with you that this is potentially a problem, although not necessarily for the reasons you suggest. The only real danger to him in being Mr. Nice is that you will get annoyed with him and that your relationship will deteriorate because he regularly has to cancel plans because he's promised himself to too many different people. This is what you need to point out to him. Being the nice one is not a problem, but overlooking you and your needs is a problem. And in being unable to say, no, I'm not working late tonight, I've got an anniversary dinner with Cruella, that is a problem, that he can't say that. The issue is not that he's a people pleaser, 
the issue is that the person that he has displeased is you. And you are perfectly within your rights and not being Cruella de Vil at all in feeling annoyed if he regularly cancels plans with you. So be straight and clear with him about how you really feel. This isn't about him being too nice. It's about him staying late on Fridays when you'd like to go out. Give him a chance to get things right or make it up to you. He sounds so nice that I expect as soon as you explain what's really wrong to him, he'll find a way to leave at 4.59pm every single Friday and still make everyone at work love him. Hang on to this lovely sounding man. Your teeth will thank you for it. Our next question. Dear Viv, I feel like I'm being overlooked for promotions at work. I've seen a couple of colleagues starting out in lower positions than me being promoted to a higher level, but it's always brushed off as a reshuffle, even though I know they've got more responsibilities and a pay rise. I've spoken to my boss about the possibility of a promotion, but he just tells me I'm doing fine and to wait for when the time is right. I don't think he likes me but I also don't want to believe that he would be so petty as to not promote me just because we don't get on that well. Should I cut my losses and look for another job? Oh, poor overlooked employee. So many people will know exactly how you feel. I really feel for you. I am reminded of the time I had a boss I didn't really get on with who once took me out to dinner and promised me a promotion and a pay rise. The next day, I went into work all excited, only to discover that my boss had actually resigned that morning and there was never any pay rise or promotion. I don't know why he even told me. Either it was a game or some really weird mistake. Both ways, he was a total idiot. Anyway, I think it's impossible to go through a working life, even one of just a few years, without feeling like this at some point, um, even frequently feeling like this. It's hard to know without more information, though, what the real problem is here. It could be personal, as you suggest. It could be that this boss is just never going to get on with you and so is never really going to do anything for you. That in itself is perhaps not a reason to leave if you're actually still enjoying your current job in spite of the boss. And you don't say in any part of your letter that you hate your job, just that you want to be promoted and get more money and responsibility. The other option, apart from it being personal, is that you are genuinely not ready for a promotion. Is that a possibility? Have you really looked at your colleagues objectively and thought about what they have that you don't? I know it's really hard to do that, especially when you feel it's so deeply unfair, but it is worth thinking about. If nothing else, maybe they're better at playing office politics than you are and at getting on with people in the office. It's extremely annoying as these things in themselves aren't worthy of a promotion, but these are the kinds of people who generally do get promoted. Instead of being angry and envious, it might do to learn from them. Hey, who am I kidding? I don't work in an organisation precisely because I want to knife these kinds of people. Uh, the final option is that this really isn't the right firm for you and your talents would be better appreciated somewhere else. Is there anyone you can talk to objectively about this? Someone else in the company or another colleague in your industry who might be able to evaluate your skills and suggest what to do next? I am slightly concerned, though, that if you just pour all your energy into a job search, you'll end up taking this problem into your next workplace as well. So it would be worth figuring out what's going on. Do you need to improve your people skills? Do you need to get better at getting on with bosses you don't really like? Or do you need to get better at blowing your own trumpet? Getting to the bottom of all this might just require you to be a little bit self-critical. Fingers crossed you get your own reshuffle soon. Our last question this week. 
Dear Viv, one of my friends seems to be ghosting me. We used to be close, but these days she takes days to reply to messages, if she even replies at all, and only sends brief answers. She never instigates meetups anymore, whereas she used to be always the one arranging a night out or a dinner. I talked to a mutual friend about this and she thinks I'm just being paranoid, but I think she's trying to phase me out. Should I accept this and try not to care or confront her and find out why? Ooh, I'm thrilled to see you use the expression ghosting, which I, like some kind of ancient old granny, have only just learned. But I'm sorry to learn that you are being ghosted. Uh, For anyone who is as much of an old granny as I am and requires an explanation, ghosting is an expression usually used at the end of relationships when a couple doesn't officially break up, but suddenly one person behaves like the other person never existed, not replying to texts, suddenly disappearing from social media. In relationships, it's basically a coward's way of breaking up with someone. You just disappear out of their life like a ghost. I guess in the olden days, we would call it blanking someone. Somehow in a friendship, it seems even meaner. We all know how difficult it is to break up with someone in a romantic sense and no one ever wants to have that conversation. It's not you, it's me. Uh, So whilst I don't approve of ghosting, I can see why people do it. With friendships, though, it's a bit different. Usually you just mutually drift apart and possibly this is what your friend is rather inelegantly trying to do, I'm sorry to say. Although, as your other friend suggests, you could be being paranoid and it could all be entirely innocent. Could your friend be very busy and have some problem going on that's very private? It's completely possible. I think the answer here is very simple. Give your friend some space and try and think about how she might be feeling. She obviously wants to just be left alone for a bit. Let her come back to you in her own good time. And if she doesn't, well, that's her loss. I don't think confronting her to find out why is going to bring anyone any joy. If this is the end of the friendship, you might just have to accept it. But equally, it could easily be that there's something going on that has nothing to do with you at all. Give your one-time friend the benefit of the doubt and meantime, busy yourself with people who really do have time for you. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.